the Yak Babies. Sex, Presidents, and Sometimes Books. Welcome to Yak Babies, the only podcast on the internet sponsored by Edible Sand, the soil you can eat. My name's Aaron, here my personal pals, Brick. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah, it does. And calling from Old Ireland, we have Old Irish Nico. Fun fact, uh, you can eat regular sand. So <laughs> <laughs> you're you saying some... it's sa- sand is edible sand? I'm just going to save you some money there. Go right down to the local playground and <laughs> just get yourself a handful. <laughs> That's the like own brand version of edible sand is just going to a playground and eating sand of the sandbox. Like, yeah. It's much cheaper, but yeah. you're going to get like uh, junk in it. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you don't need any debris. <laughs> <laughs> That's half the fun. Dave is on assignment. Uh, he'll be back later <laughs> with more <laughs> sand. Probably <laughs> he'll have eaten some sand. Dave's eating sand right now. That's why we can talk to him. Yeah. Uh, which is a shame because today's topic, I imagine, is close to Dave's heart. This is an episode about satirical magazine writing. We did an episode last or we in recent weeks about magazines and the extent to which we read them, especially when we were younger and sort of how the magazine industry has changed and publishing has changed since then. And we wanted to focus today on kind of a specific subset, which is satirical, you know, sort of pseudo underground or if not underground, sort of like kind of like lowbrow kind of magazine, humor magazines that critique society because they're a big part of my childhood for sure. And it sounds like Bricks too. Brick, you mentioned specifically the Weekly World News, right? I mean, tell us more about yep. this. Yeah, I mean, I used to love it. If it still existed, I would probably still love it. I did. I do have a big book like compiling it that I think I shared on mm. a, what are we reading? Maybe last mm. summer. Oh, yeah, I used to, I mean, I, I would like, some of them were just so funny. It was like a tabloid, and, right? It was like a straight up, just like. Yeah, it was like a ta- tabloid. Uh, I think what was, what I thought was, uh, funny about it was they would like sprinkle in just a couple of real yeah. things so it would be this tabloid like the same kind of look as like the national Enquirer, all those other things that like pretend to be real but are just fake and then weekly world news would do the same thing but like next to like some story that's like halfway true about fucking bill clinton right. or whatever there's like you know bat boy or like alien dildo found in the desert like shit like that right and then it was just i don't know i my 17 year old brain just loved it you know and, and i think it i mean essentially became the onion yeah yeah very similar thing except the the key difference is that it was sold on like at grocery store registers like it was sold next to the inquirer yeah. and the star yeah. where the onion was sort of kind of like on college campuses yeah so that is weird looking back mm. isn't it that it was yeah, just no, like really in the weird. grocery store <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, it seems like a better time. It seems like, yeah. a, like a better, like, that you could get that dose of weirdness and, like, surreal writing at the same place you were buying gum and, like, soap opera weekly or whatever. Yeah. Is really funny. Yeah. And now you would never see that. No. Yeah. And they had, I mean, it was just great. They had, like, recurring bits. I mean, there's, instead of, like, Dear Abby, it was Lester the Typing Horse. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Just be, just be fucked up responses because he was trying to type with hoops and like just all this dumb stuff. But uh... <laughs> yeah, it, it was great. That's really and, good. You know, it was like it was this weird like in between. Like we talked beforehand, I'm sure we'll talk about it just in a second. Is this kind of weird in between between like just a, a fake news inquire kind of thing and like mad magazine right so right but it it, what was like you said like what was kind of weird about it was that it was definitely i mean only an idiot would think it was real but it was definitely positioned with the real things and not with the 
like I can't remember seeing like Mad Magazine or whatever sitting by the checkout and in, in the grocery store, right? But right. Weekly World News was sitting there. Yeah, it would be like the equivalent of getting the Onion like with your morning paper kind of thing. Like it was like available in the same way, mm-hmm. like alongside the things it was aping or sort of critiquing or whatever or satirizing, yeah. but without the sort of the barrier of like this is. I think when I was a kid, I did think it was real for a while because I just saw it as like this is one of those things. Just like just like the Inquirer, like also telling stories about Bad Boy or whatever. And it wasn't until I got older, I was like, oh, this is supposed to be a joke. This is, they're kind of making fun of that thing. I also wonder how much, because I don't know the history of it, or, you know, like, I only, my knowledge of Weekly World News starts when it appeared in my life. I wonder if it, like, got progressively weirder, and it started less weird. Like, like there was some, it was all about, like, you know, Hillary Clinton shakes hands with an alien first photo scene. Like, right. like clearly, like, not even, uh, well, I don't know, I shouldn't say that, considering what people believe now in, in, in some corners of the internet. But, like, it was just, it was out there, you know? Or, like, what seemed to be, like, apolitical satire at the time of, like, just people that are in power and, like, satirizing them by being like, oh, yeah, like, the Clintons being the aliens, like, that's not necessarily a commentary on the Clintons politics, it's just, like, people in power uh, are keeping things from you. Here's an example of what that could be, even though it's obviously a joke, right? But now that seems like that's, that's, that's it's different now. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Those people yeah. are. Yeah, I mean, that's the, the kind of dark side to all this is shit that used to be funny is not anymore, I guess. Yeah, because now you have people going to pizzerias yeah. with guns. Yeah, you got P- Pizza Gate, right? Yeah. Trying to find the key. So, I mean, that, that was the big one for me. I think, I think what led up to that was. You know, this, you know, we talked about magazines and how they were kind of formative reading experiences and, and how I would really look forward to them. Two magazines that I didn't have a subscription to, but I always liked to have around one more than the other were, were Mad Magazine yeah. and Cracked. I feel differently about it. Like, Cracked was much more, I think both have survived as web pla- platforms. Mad... I think Cra- Ma- Cracked is now just one of those random. It's like a listicles website, basically. Yeah, it's like a thrillist kind of thing. That was yeah. good. Mad that was really good for a couple of years, and now I feel like it's kind of fallen off. But for a while, it was it was really sharp. Yeah, yeah. I I always preferred Crack Mad Magazine to me, even as a kid, felt like old people jokes. Mm. Yeah, and like, and I think a lot of it was the art style didn't really appeal to me, and like, I, I think they also did the same jokes. And the same characters for like 60 years. So it felt very much like stuck yeah. in the 50s. Yeah. Yeah. And like it was really heavy on like caricature and like movie parodies. But they, they, they were never that funny. Yeah. I think that this, the stuff that I liked in Mad Magazine was the sort of kind of one page random shit that, that would that would come in there sometimes as opposed to the more regular mm-hmm. features. And I think I think why cracked appealed to me i think part of it was i liked the, the art styles mm. a little more uh given my age you know it's probably seventh grade was at like 12 mm. 11 i don't know how old you are in seventh grade but uh it just appealed to me a little more and it felt it felt like it was talking about things i cared about a little more like, yeah you know, I, I like even in the 90s like i don't these mad magazine characters of harrison ford in star wars like yeah that's a movie that i see sometimes when i don't have yeah, anything else right. to watch you know but it wasn't it wasn't until a little later when those things started to feel timeless to me and it's just like why are you talking yeah. about a whole movie you know what's funny is that cracked is about as old as mad magazine is like it came out like a year after mad did basically huh really it was found in 1958 mad started in okay so 52 so six years later but still like pretty soon after wow they they must have had some sort of marketing or editor shift or something in the in the mid nineties. Cause I remember it feeling kind of new. There was a, so when mad, mad magazine was a huge phenomenon when it came out, like it was like the biggest publishing thing in a long time. Cause it was during the time when superhero comics were in a lull and they were pulps kind of like going 
a little out of fashion. It was post-war and Mad came on and it was this like huge phenomenon for a humor because it was, it was funny, it was weird, it was gross, counterculture, and it was like, it just hit the, the zeitgeist perfectly. And it spawned like a thousand imitators. Like there's all kinds of magazines with just similar like zany, zop, pop, whatever, like just like a, a single syllable or, or one or two syllable word title with the same style, same approach, same kind of like, you know, variations on movie parodies and strip features that kind of thing almost all fell away pretty quickly but cracked seemed to be the one that besides mad that had the longest at least of the imitators had the longest legacy because there's also crazy i used to read too sometimes but that seemed to fall off in the 90s yeah i read cracked a lot as well i preferred mad i think but i definitely liked cracked i mean even down to the fact that, like they had like sylvester p smith as their mascot it was like the exact alfred e newman it's the same it's just like the same it's like a template it's like you could like, do this comedy magazine in this style with the same shit a big appeal for both mad and cracked for me was like access to nudity right like mm-hmm. there was like <laughs> it's like nudity in the cartoons and it was like oh great this is a way to smuggle this in it was like reading national geographic and knowing the the sections that had the like topless people whatever you're like great i'm gonna just like casually browse through this one with a library yeah nico what about you did you read mad or cracked or any of these i did off and on uh and i i really like the onion too uh i think the onion's mm-hmm. more like satire than cracked and mad or kind of parodies yeah and uh there's actually an an onion an irish onion called waterford whispers news that's pretty that's pretty sharp and they do <laughs> they do a bunch of stories and they do a mix of like stories that you would absolutely not understand unless you're following like irish politics and then like mm-hmm. stories about like you know the war in ukraine and shit like that but i think they're pretty pretty sharp and then the the guy that runs it plays a character named bill badbody instead of because i think there's a famous politician named bill goodbody so so he's bill badbody and he pretends to be a landlord and so he's constantly like you know moaning about how like the the rent freeze the rent increase freeze like is affecting landlords and and all this shit so i think that's that's pretty funny is it just like is it local or is it like a countrywide thing everything is a countrywide thing in ireland there's no there's no there's no local it's the size the whole place is the size of massachusetts so it's all right fair enough yeah and also i learned while you guys were talking, that uh, Weekly World News was created by the publisher of the National Enquirer. And really, in 1979, they switched from black and white printing to color printing, the National Enquirer did. And he started Weekly World News so that he would have something to print with the black and white printer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. He probably just hired some schmuck. And then yeah, totally. That's, that's where it went, right? Yeah. And then there are some weird stories about how they actually like broke some news. Like they got at one point illicit pictures of Ted Bundy's body after he was executed and they published them and they were, and they were criticized for it, which is so weird because like, why would you think that they're real? Like amidst the bat boy stories and all the rest of it, but they were. Yeah. It was it was weird. There's always a couple. Real how do they differentiate? It was strange. Like how do they yeah, tell? Like is it just a guessing game? game? Yeah, I think so. It's just like I don't know. See what you yeah. see. What make of this and, and yeah. see how you react to it. See what you believe. Yeah, I mean, because I remember more than once like seeing something on like the real news. Yeah. And like, oh, that was. I read that before next to Lester the typing horses column. Yeah, I've read right. that before next to the alien dildo in the Texas. I was say it seems like kind of like the most fun way to do it is like just like run a tab with that and like have journalistic chops and know how to get stories but be 
disreputable so that you don't have to chase like you don't have to sort of do headline chasing kind of like do whatever you think is interesting or weird except that i feel like now we have that and it's just like 4chan and it got like destroyed by nazis like it just seems like so such a cool idea in the hands of the right yeah mind and then in like someone else's hands it's like a total like weapon basically yeah i so i mean what i was gonna say was i I think it's you know when we talked about magazines and how they kind of evolved i mean a big difference at least for me between you know something like weekly world news which was really like say something outlandish and then have a funny article and the onion whereas like 90 percent of the effectiveness in the onion is like a perfectly sharp headline right and like most people probably don't even read them and it's almost it's it, you know, it was originally it may be different, but now nowadays the onion is more like share share the thing yeah. and get a conversation, you know, get the hits that way kind of thing, which I think works really well for the onion. But now we're starting to see it spawn all these other things, and it's like hard to tell if they mm. are also satire, but like have a have a have a have a motive, you know, like the daily babble and the whatever buzz and Babylon B and all those. Like uh, it, it's it's starting to feel like propaganda sometimes, and. Yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate. It's like the... <laughs> You're kind of s- s- almost seeing these things weaponized against stupid people. Yeah, like the extinction of postmodernism, right? It's like if once you get rid of the idea of like a single yeah. narrative, then you just like the door is open to all this stuff. Now, I'm not saying <laughs> postmodernism is bad necessarily, but it's just like it does invite this problem that it's not equipped to deal with itself, right? There's no tools in postmodernism to say like, no, 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 we actually do believe that people deserve uh, to live because it's just like, well, how can you say that? That's... That, that relies yeah. on the idea of like truth. Yep. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> bye. It did seem like the onion became sort of like the like when I graduated from Mad to the Onion, that was a yeah. that was a step up. I love Mad still, and it's definitely a different kind of thing. And of course, the visual aspect of Mad is like unparalleled in, in terms of. I did love the back the back covers that folded to become a. Oh yeah, fucking Al Jaffe still alive. That motherfucker's like a hundred and three or something like that. Still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> I think he maybe just retired from art like two years ago or something. Like he was still doing fold-ins like well into like like recent history. Like and he might still be doing it for that matter. I, I might have just misread that. I think he retired finally. But yeah, still alive. Still hilarious. But the onion was like a more the the humor or the style was just a bit more biting. Like I think Nico said, like mad sort of more parody where onions like deeper satire and it felt more acute and that was more satisfying too. But you're right. It did. It was also a sort of like headline medium where I feel like most onion articles that you read, the content of the article is just riffing on the headline again, like maybe two or three times. Yeah. Right. You kind of get different variations of the headline joke, and that becomes funny in itself, yeah. but usually not as essential. You know what I do like? That's an outgrowth of the onion is clickhole. I don't know if you guys ever spent time with Clickhole, but that shit fucking rules. Yeah, I sent you guys one from there that was pretty funny one time. I forget what it was. Something about someone dying on a toilet. <laughs> oh, yeah, so I also would like to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they, I, too, would like to die, preferably on a toilet. I haven't read Clickhole at all. What, what is it? Clickhole is like the What's Onions the uh, like spinoff parody of BuzzFeed. So it's like a listicle-type site, yeah, or like Upworthy, or Uprocks, whatever that kind of stuff, all that shit. Um fluff Fake. like dumb articles yeah. like yeah. 13 reasons why you need to drink soup or whatever but they're really, <laughs> they're really good it's it's much more surreal and just like insane than the onion is huh. there's one there's lots of, lots of quizzes there's one quiz like do you know the lyrics to billy joel's piano man it'll give you a fragment of the lyrics to the song you have to fill in the blank with the answers and the four answers are just these really 
I mean, it's describing humor is not great, but like just insane options. And then they kind of follow a thread as you go through the quiz. I will do it every couple months or so just to make myself laugh again because it's still fucking funny. Yeah, it's great. Clickle is really funny. It's still good today. Yeah, yeah. It started only a couple years ago. It started about 2015, yeah, 14. That, okay. That okay. Yeah, because I feel like that I kind of fell off the onion when it got bought by that horrible media conglomerate yeah. that that bought uh gizmodo or whatever all the old gawker yeah, websites gawker and deadspin uh, all those places yeah yeah and then just like shut them down yeah i mean they're basically all, shut down deadspin didn't even shut it down just like gutted it yep. and then all the employees quit yeah in protest and started defector because right. they were like this is being run by a hedge fund is stupid. Yeah, all those old sites, AV clubs, shitty now. It used to be great. Now it's garbage. Deadspin's yeah. garbage. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. We'll do a separate episode <laughs> of media conglomerates. <laughs> What's your favorite? What's your favorite media? <laughs> Hope we don't get murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Did any either of you ever try and write for either of these any of these satirical magazines or websites? The often they would have like uh, writers like not if not contests like submission forms whatever you know, it's like freelancer on stuff. Do you ever try to do that or write for a college paper? Those satirical. I wrote for my. No. Co- I made a paper in college that was satirical. Nice. <laughs> was, what, was it called? what was it called? It was called Do the you have uh, any Carlton scenes? Literary Association paper, so that we could, the initials were the clap, and then our thing, like on the newsstands, was bend over and pick up the clap. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we were funded by the student, student union, because it costs like $50 a, a term hmm. to fund it. <laughs> right, right. That's hilarious. Yeah. Ooh, they are, nice. they are all archived. <laughs> <laughs> do you have anything that you particularly remember or treasure from those experiences nico any fave headlines or articles? Uh, no i don't <laughs> i think that was we started that a friend of mine and i started that uh our senior year and uh as a as a reaction to just being like stressed out we were like we'll do it even even more of a project so yeah my we would basically just write it every thursday night pull it all nighter and then sleep for, <laughs> for like 12 hours. <laughs> Not a lot of memories were created during that time in my life. Sure. Uh, yeah, so I, I never did either, but I, I tried to submit to Cracked and Clickhole. Clickhole was hiring writers yeah. when they first started, and I was like, oh, I could do this, and I can't. Uh, it's really hard. <laughs> it's, really, it's really tough to be funny yeah. in writing, which we discussed before. Um but yeah, I also the Cracked had a really good Cracked website, I should say, not the magazine, but the website for version of Cracked. They had a really good like um, writers. I don't want to call it training, cause like intake program. But you get in their forums, and there was like tutorials and like workshops, and, like how to write Cracked articles. Cause it was a formula, yeah. And they're really good tips. Like it was good. It was interesting to kind of like, pursue it, but it did end up seem like too much work for not enough ideas. I didn't have anything really to to that I wanted to say. Yeah. I just wanted to write like Sean Baby did, uh, who I think is very funny, um, but also I'm not funny, so it's hard to do. <laughs> like, yeah. You have to be funny. <laughs> That's <laughs> a key issue. <laughs> but yeah, it seems like all this stuff is now just like on Twitter, right? Like I feel like that's the the new yeah. version of all that all that satirical writing. I mean, there's still the websites and stuff, but like Twitter is really where it's at. Yeah. Whatever happened to Sean Baby? He has a Patreon thing. It's another writer... Um, they do like regular features, kind of the same stuff, but uh, 
Yeah, you have to pay for it now, which I guess is fine. He deserves to be paid for his. He's funny. That's yeah. He's he deserves it. The his old website's still up, and you can go read through the Super Friends pages and the Nintendo pages. God, those are still they're problematic now because there's lots yeah, there's, of there's stuff that he yeah wouldn't want to put your name rough, but yeah also funny. really good i feel like i mean his his tagline or his like bio line is that he invented being funny on the internet and it's kind of true like not exactly but but that <laughs> yeah. style like his style definitely became the default humor style for a lot of people who are trying to be funny online for better or for worse yeah exactly yeah i mean mostly for worse because people can't do it well <laughs> <laughs> and who's who's the defector guy that's like the main one there Drew something. Drew McGarry. Yeah, was he's like a, a blogger. He worked for Deadspin. Now he does stuff for them and for the San Francisco Gate, I think. Hmm. Yeah. And Tom Lane, Albert Berninko, and uh, Dan McQuaid. Lots of great writers on that site. Yeah. Do you read Defector, Nico? Uh, no, because it costs uh, so yeah. much money. It's yeah. so expensive. <laughs> and there's there's like no, it's like ten bucks a month. Something it's like, like that. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah, that's more than the New York Times costs. It's more than Yak Babies. <laughs> and we're delivering far more consistent content. <laughs> <laughs> Look for our upcoming episode. What's your favorite novel about rabbits? <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of listeners, tell us about your thoughts on these sort of like satirical magazines and publications from the past. Uh, things you like, things you didn't like. You're a cracked reader, a mad fan. Let's hear it. On Twitter at YakBabies, uh, just YakBabies. And then email us at YakBabiesPodcast at gmail.com for your thoughts if you want to email us. That would be great. Also, Patreon.com. Speaking of Patreons, Patreon.com slash YakBabies. We can get access to our bonus podcast for $1 a month. Not 10 just $1. There's so much content there. There are bro-to-bro conversations where we crack into the real pressing issues of our time. Like, which direction do you wipe <laughs> and so forth. But also, there's games. There's drafts. There's a, real, there's a, a thrilling psychological exploration in podcast form called 101 ghost jokes rank where we're really digging into our own psyches uh the entirety of which is now posted. yes i have not listened to the finale episode yet but I'm, I'm very excited to and then stay tuned for a recap podcast another spinoff 101 ghost jokes ranked rank where we will rank the episodes of 101 ghost jokes ranked <laughs> Uh, and uh, there's tons more all that for a dollar as long as we think it's funny we do it <laughs> yeah yeah i'm paying for it <laughs> uh and then our durish uh tinyurl.com slash jack babies where we have designs for t-shirts and posters and stuff like that and mugs that brick has made and they're all really funny and worth checking out there so go check out that good work and until then yak babies yakking off the yak babies would like to thank all the loyal listeners and especially their patrons both past and present including michael bonnie sebastian david roger kathleen bailey andrew and william howard taft Yay!